Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 76. This week will probably not be too exciting, because I have no real topic. So I'm just gonna ramble a little bit about some gaming stuff. And then I have sort of a small hardware tip that isn't really hardware, it's more software. Most of the podcast will be me just rambling about my hardware change slash data moving. Hopefully you will still enjoy the show. In the past week, I haven't played too much. I have been spending a lot of time trying to figure out what to do with the hard drive. And in some cases, actually spending some of my time, you know, doing stuff, switching out hard drives and all that. Because I got the first one, and it, you know, theoretically was dead on arrival, and I swapped out, and it had the same issues, so I had to do all that again. And then I got the new one, and the new one worked, but the software to do what I wanted didn't work. I ramble all about that in the last segment. So, a lot of my gaming time has been spent not gaming. So mostly I've just been playing some Borderlands 2, which is still very awesome and very fun. I just hit level 25 before stopping last night and got to a new section of quests. I saw an article recently that mentioned the developers wanted to avoid what they call the bulletin board quests. I think I've only seen one in the game so far. And that seems to be a really great choice because with all of the quests being given to you by people, They've really integrated it into the story, and the story is pretty awesome. It's got a good story, it's got a solid story. There aren't too many things where you feel like, you know, they say go get five of this or whatever, and you don't feel like it's a a stupid thing to do. You feel like, oh, okay, yeah, get five of this to advance this part of the story for this character, and it makes sense. And, like I said, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to do that stuff for those characters instead of just, you know, kill ten bandits or whatever. I don't seem to be rotating through weapons and stuff quite as much as I did in the first one. I seem to be more collecting, you know, additional weapon types. Like, I think I've got five spare weapons now, which is a lot. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I've kept weapons longer, which I think means they have tightened up the damage a little bit tighter, so it's not quite as variable, which is a good thing. Because that kind of means that each weapon is a little bit more specific in what it does in terms of advantages and disadvantages. So you're not always changing to just, you know, whatever has the best DPS at the time, which is kind of what I felt like I was doing in the first one more often than not. Still seeing a few new areas here and there. They are pretty large, so you only go through and do a couple of quests A few times, you know, it's not going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth like it did in the first one. I wouldn't say that I've entirely lost interest in Guild Wars 2, but I am playing a lot less. In part, that's because, you know, Borderlands 2 is out and that's brand new. And also, all of the hardware issues I've been having to deal with, you know, reducing my time overall. But I would say that the endgame content, the last quests that I've been doing, are in areas that are, like, a lot harder to travel through because there's a lot tougher fights. So if you fail to get where you're going, you basically have to start all over. And since waypoints can be contested, and 
the content I'm doing is in, like, basically a constant war zone. Waypoints are going contested all the time, so that means the time you spent trying to get somewhere could be, you know, doubled or tripled depending on which waypoints are down. So it's kind of a bit frustrating and it's quite a change to the game. I can, of course, always go back to other areas and work on, you know, a lot of content that I haven't seen. I have actually seen surprisingly little of the total amount of continent content there is. A lot of zones I haven't done, a lot of zones I've only partially completed. So there is lots to do that is not in the totally hard area. But because of that change, it is kind of surprising and it is kind of, I wouldn't say a letdown because I, I do expect things to get harder, but it is kind of weird. That's all I really had to think of in terms of, you know, what I am doing lately and what might be interesting to talk about. For the most part, people that I normally play with are playing all different things, and so we aren't really playing together and there's not a lot of interaction. And even in my Guild Wars 2 guild, when I played yesterday, I was on for, I think, one or two hours, and there was nobody on. It was just me. So not a lot going on in terms of interaction with other people. And so, you know, the single-player stuff I've had, I've had for a while, so nothing really new to talk about there. I am finding that since there are people that I sometimes play with and I am not currently playing with them, that I feel maybe a little bit lonelier than I otherwise would when I didn't have people to play with. I think when people are playing different things, it is a little bit more difficult to stay friendly and chatty and have stuff to talk about. Because if the person isn't interested in what you're playing... You don't want to sit there and talk about it for a long time and talk about stuff that they aren't interested in. So I think a lot of times friends wind up not having anything to talk about because they aren't sharing the same game. Even if it were a single player game, you know, you could talk about the different things you're doing. Especially if it is something like the upcoming Dishonored where you might play through the game completely differently. I think this is probably a big reason why online friends tend to drift apart so much. You know, you meet in that one game, and you're playing the one game together, and you're having fun. And you might be friends there, but, you know, once you stop playing that game, once one of you moves on, even if you have contact with one another, you might not talk about a whole lot because you don't have that shared experience anymore. I once had some real-life friends like that. We played a game, and we had a lot to talk about, and we would sometimes group. But once I stopped playing the game, he would just always go on and on and on and on about it because he still liked it a lot. And I was like, you know, I, I stopped playing. I don't really care. You know, let's talk about other stuff. Let's do other stuff. And we wound up just eventually drifting apart because, well, he was flaky for one. So when I would invite him over to do stuff, he would rarely show up. But I think that difference of, you know, we had something in common in the game and then we stopped having it in common. I think that might have increased the rate at which we drifted apart. So, you know, if you like people and you play games together... You know, find out what else you have in common. And in the times that you are between games that you are both playing, you know, talk about those other things. And, you know, maybe talk to each other about the things you do like about the games you are playing separately. But I think it is most important to not forget that, you know, they were your friend for a reason. And, you know, eventually someday you will probably be in a game that you are both playing together again. And maybe you might want to keep an eye out as to what is coming up in games to see you know, what you both might like that you can play together.
Victory. So this hardware tip isn't so much a critical tip as it is, I guess you could say, a general use tip. In part of the whole misadventure of doing the hard drive change and all that stuff, I wondered why all of the space on my hard drive was getting used up. I only had a few games. It didn't seem to make sense. There weren't as many games as there should be for using up the entire drive. So I was looking around, seeing what I had that was eating up space that shouldn't be eating up as much space as it does. And I discovered that my apps for my phone were taking up something around, I think, 4 gig, which seems like a pretty ridiculous amount of space for, you know, little tiny iPhone games. So my tip for this time is just to, you know, periodically go through all of those apps that you get. If you don't use them, or, you know, if they are a game that you played once and they don't update the game and you probably won't ever play it again, you might just want to delete it. Most of those games are pretty tiny, but some of the games I have are like 500 meg. A few of them are even like 1 gig each. So if the game is something you're not really going to play again, you might just want to, you know, delete it because you can always go back online and download it again. Once you purchase it, you know, you've purchased it forever, at least with the iOS stuff. I don't know about the Android stuff, but I would assume the same thing. So there's really no critical need to keep it on your hard drive if you're not ever going to play it. While music is something you will probably go back to, you might also want to go through your music and maybe, you know, your movies as well. Because they nom up a lot of space as well, pretty quickly. I think my music is a few gig now. I don't typically listen to music at all, but now that I'm doing podcasting, you know, I have some music on there. So while not a critical tip for gaming or, you know, the lifespan of your hardware, you might want to go through those apps and movies and music and even pictures and see what it is that you don't really use or what you don't really need on your system and just get it off there. Either put it onto backup or just get it off entirely. I think my total iDirectory, I guess I could call it, takes up something like 20 gig, which is a huge amount of space. I got rid of a decent amount of it by cleaning out what I don't use, but all of those little things will add up. And while 20 gig is a smaller MMO these days, it is about three or four single player games. So in terms of eating up space for gaming, that will, you know, add up and numb up some of your space that you might want for games instead of, you know, little tiny app stuff you may or may not use anymore. So just something to consider. Those of you who are subscribed to the podcast or check my site or are connected to my Facebook might notice that this podcast, again, has gone up early. I have had to sort of change and redirect what I'm doing with my new hard drive and my system. So I wanted to get it out early so I could do some stuff Friday night when I'm at work. And part of that stuff that I will be doing 
may put the stuff that I'm doing, you know, for the podcast at risk. Some of it might be corrupt or deleted. So I want to be sure it gets on the internets first, and then I will run a backup so it's on backup. But, you know, I didn't want anything bad to happen to it and delay a posting in the morning. Through all of this changing, I have discovered there are several issues and problems with doing what I originally wanted to do with my system. First, there are no disks for the system. I don't know why Asus doesn't give you disks for the system. That's like a really horribly bad idea. So just reinstalling, you know, Windows with the special drivers to a new system is not easy whatsoever. Some people referenced that there was a way to get disks on the Asus site. But that doesn't appear to be the case now. I couldn't find disks anywhere. I could find drivers, though. There is a forum, and like some super fan poster guy posted a big, huge thread about directions on how to do the install if you were going to do it. And it's pretty complicated. He says you have to go get the Windows disk from some special Windows area. And as a generic Windows disk, it has you know all this stuff that the Asus laptop does not want. And it's missing, you know, all the specific laptop stuff that the Asus does want. So there's this big long list of directions about what not to include from the base install of Windows. And a list of this and 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 this software that you need to make the laptop run correctly. And then another list of this and 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 this extra laptop software that you might or might not want, depending, you know, on how you like to run your laptop. In short, it was not the typical desktop install of, you know, install Windows and then install maybe three drivers, you know, one for your graphics card, one for your sound card, and then, you know, maybe one for your mouse or something. That's, you know, nice and simple to do. It is nowhere near that simple for the laptop. So I decided I would look into this thing called cloning, which is supposed to take a disk and then, you know, copy everything that's on it as it stands to another disk. But for some reason, that software was not working on my system. It gives some kind of error. It's possible that it is due to the corruption and weirdness that is happening with the primary disk. I don't know. It doesn't seem to want to do it. There were some alternate programs I could check, but I would have to pay like 50 bucks to do those. So I'm just not going to bother because it's not worth 50 bucks since I've already spent, you know, so much on the hard drive. So what I have decided to do is sort of, I guess you could say a hybrid of ideas. I'm going to use the new disk I got as sort of a, a disk for everything I have. And then I'm going to tear everything off of the old C drive that has, you know, currently has everything on it. And that way all that would be left on the you know, potentially failing hard drive is the operating system, just Windows. And then everything else will be on a different disk. It seems to only have issues when it's looking for or using data. Like, its main issue is it doesn't like to boot correctly. But, you know, it usually boots just fine after I do subsequent attempts. It hasn't had any issues at all for like two weeks now, so that's good. So I think reducing the amount of information that is on the disk to just the critical, you know, Windows files and like nothing else will probably help it to run and last quite a bit longer. Because like I said, the issues are very, very rare. So I think reducing the amount it is used will help 
keep it alive as long as possible. And then when it does finally give up and fully die, I can go ahead and go through the pain in the butt swap that I originally would have had to do. I'm not super worried because all of the data will be on the new SSD, and so it's, you know, safe regardless of what happens. And, you know, a few months ago I picked up the external backup drive, so everything is getting backed up. I pretty much do that, you know, once a week, so that should be just fine. I wouldn't lose anything super critical that I couldn't just either redo or get back very quickly. So I'm not, I'm not worried about data loss. So hopefully this hybrid idea will work, and it will last until something else that, you know, can't be repaired as easily happens to die. But like I said, I am still sort of in the middle of moving stuff over. Hopefully that will all go well and everything will be fine and completely converted in probably maybe a week. The stuff I have left to do is sort of critical and sort of not critical. The critical stuff is all of the stuff in my documents, which is pretty much all of the web stuff and the podcasting stuff. So I am a bit worried about moving that over. Like I said, I want to run a backup Friday and then be sure it's backed up before I move it. Because last time I tried to move a bunch of files, the system just kind of choked and didn't like it and kind of destroyed what I was trying to move. So I don't want to risk that. It seems fine with moving small amounts of files. So I'm going to do it sort of in many very small steps. So far though, the few things I do have on the solid state drive do seem to be running pretty good. Photoshop, I think, used to take about a minute to open. I never timed it, but I would guess that's about what it was. Now it takes something like eight seconds. My web program, I think it's called Go Live, used to take, I would guess, about 30 seconds to open up. Now it takes like four. Borderlands 2 used to load pretty quick. Now it loads still pretty quick. It's kind of hard to tell how much that was improved. But it used to have this... I would call it texture lag issue. Or it's like you open your inventory or you open a chest. You know, you get any kind of list of weapons and items. It would be blurry for a few seconds and then the high res textures would sort of load in after a little bit. I would guess it is about 85% faster. Sometimes I don't see the low res textures, but sometimes I still do for like a half second. So that is very improved as well. I haven't really had a chance to do too much playing, so I haven't seen, you know, any kind of changes in in-game loading speed or anything yet. But I'm sure those will be better as well. The drive is also not running as fast as it could. It is a new SATA 3 type, and my laptop is only SATA 2. So I don't know what the bandwidth differences in those are, but once I get back to a desktop and, you know, install the drive on a desktop system, it will run faster. You know, as long as I'm not homeless for another four plus years where the tech will probably change significantly again. As long as it's within, I would guess, maybe two or three years, it will probably still be really cutting edge and really great to use. Hard drives tend to last about five years. I don't think the next SATA change for, you know, hard drives and other connections is set to happen anytime soon. So it seems uh, pretty good, and I think the hybrid idea will work okay. I guess we'll see over time. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And 
I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. So I guess that's it for this Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. And hopefully people had a good time. On Tuesday, just a few short days from when this releases, there's XCOM and Dishonored. I have had both of those pre-ordered for a while, so that would be super awesome fun. For those of you who play Warcraft, the expansion for Pandaria is out. I expect you are having fun with that. Though, the few people I know have had sort of mixed reports of it. Some say it's pretty cool and pretty fun, and some say it's just meh. It's, you know, change, but not anything that's a big deal. I haven't played myself in years. And like I said, you know, I don't really have anybody I play online games with. So I'm not really interested in in heavily investing in checking it out and seeing if I would be interested or not. Because there's just nobody I would play with, so it'd be just me. So there's not really much point in that. If it didn't have a monthly fee, I probably would. But with a monthly fee, it's like you have to have a bunch of people to play with to really get your money's worth, I think. I don't know, if I weren't homeless and I did have all of my time free, as it were, to do whatever I wanted, maybe it would be different. But with my set windows of I can be here at this time and I can be there at that time and I can't do anything after that time, you know, it kind of really restricts a lot of what I want to do. Other than that, I can't really think of anything that is coming up in gaming to watch out for. My hard drive change is still happening. Hopefully by next week it will be completely moved over. I think probably tonight and tomorrow I'll finish moving stuff over and it'll be all settled. I think, though, that I won't really see the benefits of the solid-state drive until it's in a desktop, because it is not quite moving as fast as it could, and I do still have, you know, the operating system on the old drive. So it is certainly not as fast or as able to be awesome as it could, because there's still, you know, several laptop things holding it back. Some things do seem noticeably faster, while others seem moderately faster. I also don't think I have any games that really take advantage of the solid-state speed. I know there was one recent game that is one that I don't play that has a special feature that requires a solid-state drive. It's a modern shooter game. I don't know if it's first or third person. But I know that what they use the solid-state for is in certain areas, you know, certain levels. There's videos running, you know, advertisement type things or, you know, various areas. Like I think there's a subway that has, you know, subway information running. And that stuff requires a solid-state drive to run at full speed. So that seems like it would be pretty cool, because that would increase immersion. And it's kind of a small thing to see videos running. But seeing different things running, you know, that adds up to immersion that wouldn't otherwise be there. And that would be pretty cool to see. I can't think of anything else, though. So I guess that is it for this time. Hopefully next time my system will be all done with the moving. And I'll have two other new games that I'm playing. So hopefully it will be back to normal. And I'll have lots of cool stuff to talk about. Maybe even enough cool stuff to talk about it for several podcasts, as I tend to do. But I guess that's it for this time. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.
You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.